0: Hi, I'm Dr. Stan Steindl, and today I'd like to talk about courage, and especially courage in the context of cultivating a compassionate mind. When I was a kid, about 10. I had a massive fear of magpies. Heck, what am I saying? I still have a massive fear of magpies. But back then, it was worse. I remember one time going down to the park with some mates to kick a football or something. And when we got there, magpies. Now, they're not too bad most of the year. But in springtime, they're nesting and breeding. And they start swooping down on innocent passers-by like me. Fair enough. This is their threat protection motive after all. The thing about magpies is they actually peck you when they swoop. They've been known to attack cyclists swooping in and getting under the helmet and trying to peck at their eyes. You see? Scary stuff. Anyway, back to the story. So there I was at the park trying to get... From one side to the other to kick the football. But to get there, I had to make my way through magpie protected territory. I was scared, and my friends were like, Ah, oh, you chicken! And off they went, running and laughing and squealing with delight as the magpies, sure enough, started to swoop. I was stuck. Standing alone, hiding in a bus shelter, feeling pretty feeble. So although my face was flushed and I could feel the tears starting to come, I gritted my teeth and moved forward into the line of fire. Sure enough, the magpies started to attack. I was so scared the tears did start to flow. I ran, and the magpies chased me. Bam! Bam! I even fell over halfway across the park. Eventually, I caught up with my friends, the tracks of tears down my dirty cheeks, and one of them said, You're not very brave. And I answered with, I think being scared of something and doing it is braver than doing something when you're not scared. He shrugged and wandered off, and I felt pretty satisfied with myself. Courage isn't about not feeling fear. It's about feeling fear, but doing the thing that's important to you anyway. It's about tapping into internal fortitude, strength, determination, groundedness. And here's the link. Compassion involves engaging with and moving towards suffering and taking some sort of helpful action. All of this requires courage. So we cultivate internal fortitude, strength, determination, groundedness and other qualities to help support the courage we need to move towards suffering, especially when a big part of you would rather do anything but. I mentioned in my last video a quote that's been attributed to Aristotle. Courage is the first of human qualities because it is the one that guarantees all the rest. To be honest takes courage. To be kind takes courage. To love takes courage. And to be compassionate takes courage, whether that be compassion for others, or receiving compassion from others, or for that matter, offering compassion to ourself. All of these flows of compassion take courage. It can be scary to approach suffering, whether that be the suffering of another or your own. It can be scary to approach another person who you see is suffering and ask, can I help? It can be scary when someone else approaches us when we're suffering and they ask, can I help? And it can be scary to move towards our own suffering, our most painful feelings such as anxiety or anger or sadness or shame or trauma. What if I let myself feel this and it hurts too much or I can't make it stop? But of course we're scared. We're human after all. And so how do we find our own courage? First, we set a compassionate intention and an intention to practice courage. Second, we recognize what courage is and perhaps what it isn't. For example, courage isn't about being foolish, rash or careless. Our fear isn't completely pointless. It's reminding us to be careful. So we can take that on board as we approach suffering. Sometimes courage is spontaneous or immediate and there's not a lot of time to think about it. But a lot of the time we can stop and consider the protective messages in the fear. Perhaps courage is somewhere between fearful and fearless. Fear informed. Third, we always bring it back to the body. I realise I'm repeating myself a bit here, but we never underestimate the power of the breath to help us find strength and courage and we can infuse it with warmth and friendliness and a commitment to be helpful rather than harmful to ourselves and others. Fourth, our courage arises out of wisdom. Knowing what it is to be human, bringing awareness to our own mind and understanding how it is that we suffer, then we can be steeled with a sense of determination and courage to help others and ourselves to suffer less. Fifth, of course, is creating a sense of security and safeness. Courage arises when we have a secure place, physically and psychologically, from which we can go out and explore, as well as a safe place, physically and psychologically, that we can return to whenever we might need it. And sixth, Courage grows from experience. Getting started, taking small steps, having little wins, and keep going. It's scary to be in the presence of suffering, just as it's scary to be in the presence of magpies. And it takes a lot of courage to engage with suffering and take helpful action. It's such an important human quality. And with calmness and wisdom... When we seek our own courage, we will find it, we can nurture it, and we can bring courage to our compassionate mind. Thank you for watching this video. Perhaps it has sparked something in you. Let me know. And once again, may I wish you all the very best for your compassionate journey.